For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, folks. What's up? Welcome to the Nate Land Podcast. Welcome back. I'm here with Aaron Weber, Brian Bates. We want to thank you to Viore for sponsoring this episode of the Nate Land Podcast. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. More on this later. Welcome. I have a hauls. I don't think I'm sick, though. <laughs> it's a weird time to get you feel abnormal like i you know i golfed we were uh went to alabama the weather's changing dramatically yeah and so i just feel like with some sinuses got my taste of all my taste all the stuff <laughs> that's the hard part though i think it's going to be tough for winter because everybody's going to get everybody gets colds and stuff in winter yeah, and normal wear and tear you know? And <laughs> now you gotta give a disclaimer every time. You and you have... gotta be like, "That's not, it's not COVID." Right? What if yeah. someone they're like, "Oh, what do you got? Fever? Can't smell anything? Taste anything?" You're like, "No, I think that is COVID." <laughs> you go, is it? I think it's just a cold. You can taste that halls. I can taste this halls. All right. If you, if you can't taste it. Let us know. Yeah, I'll let you know. Now, if I can taste the halls, feels good. Uh, I feel all right. I have no not energy. My voice is just a little whack. But I think it's good. Yeah, it's good. Sounds good. Sounds uh, you know. Uh, what's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, watching last week. Uh, we also don't have a front door to our house. Everybody liked the Laura episode. Well, let me tell you what Laura did. <laughs> We're getting our door. Uh, the it was, it was like a something was coming. We whatever the house we bought, the, it was came with the door. This house we bought came with the door, and then the like paint was coming off, and it's got a lifetime warranty that they they will fix it. This starts the beginning of the coldest day of the year. It's snowing outside right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they knock on my door. It's like 9.30 in the morning. I get up. Obviously, I've, I've been awake just recently. <laughs> and I go to the front door for them to tell me, we're about to take your front door. That's what they said. I, had no, I have no idea that this is even happening. And I just, Laura's gone. And I go, hello. And I open the door. <laughs> Just for them to go, we're about to take that door. <laughs> and I go, well, it's snowing outside. And they go, ah, we put something up. And so we don't have a door all week. Kind of looks like a crime scene. Like the house is being yeah. sealed off. Somebody got killed here or something. We're That's preparing for after the election. 
Uh, <laughs> that's what it looks like. It, it does. It, look it, like it, that. Yeah, we're boarding up. Just uh, we're the only one in that neighborhood. Yeah. But just in case they make it this far, uh, yeah, it's it, it was it's funny to. Uh, it's. I mean, it's very funny just to have the door taken. Hey, we're taking your front door. We're taking so door. Funny. I mean, last week would have been beautiful, beautiful mm-hmm. week to take someone's front door. All October, mm-hmm. September. That's like uh, when we did Huntsville, uh, the comedy club, back in July, and they on the way down they said, "Oh, by the way, the place you're staying, uh, painters are coming to paint the house while you're staying there." <laughs> This weekend, and it's there's nobody there. Like, yeah, that was during COVID. Uh, yeah, July. Yeah, yeah, it was like well, when COVID was happening, they they were able to go back to half capacity. So it's not like their schedule's full, right? Yeah, yeah. stand up live. It's not like a normal like. Well, we have to pick someone, and you're the one that got picked. Uh-huh. It's like what's next week? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, but like the house is pretty much it sits empty Monday through. Thursday, oh, yeah, and then the, right as soon as I get down there, they're like, "Oh, painters are coming this yeah. weekend, so they're going to be painting around you all weekend." I figure we do it while you were here. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I thought about I, I might say that as a joke on stage, which I do want to address because I've always, you know, people always mention oh, you go do you do comics do material on stage that they do that we talk about here, and it has happened. I told the funeral story last week, and it was very, and I did it on stage, and it was good. Uh, I, I honestly, this will be, I won't know for sure until we're done with this new hour, but I, you're going to get stuff. And from what I've talked to other comics, I, it just happens. Like, yeah, this is how you come up with materials, remembering stories, telling stories or being funny. And uh, so I think it's going to happen. So I will say having seen something talked about here and then seeing you do it on stage. I mean, it's vastly different. Yeah. yeah. It's it's refined. It's stand up. It's, it's stand not up. a conversation. You see, you listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts do that, right? Right. Yeah. Everybody. Oh, kind of everybody. Does. everybody. Everybody. I know some people, comp- but no one really in the general. I, I To me, I think you'd be like, you're in on it. Here. Yeah. It's your, you get to be a part of it. I mean, look, our special, if it's called The Greatest Average American. Nate Land's a part of that. Right. Nate Land was here when that happened, which then made them see it. So that's fun. Yep. All right. Let's hear. Let's get into it. Uh, Kid Nurse 1970. Wonder if they're a nurse, child's nurse, and born in 1970. Doogie Hauser? Could be. Could be Doogie. Was he a nurse? He was a a nurse. No, he was a doctor. He was a doctor. He made it to doctor. Okay. MD. That was, it wouldn't be that good of a show yeah. to go. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a make-believe show. And then they go, should we make him a doctor? Go, ah, let's not shoot too high. Yeah, that's not realistic. Let's make him just be a nurse. This is like a receptionist at the hospital. Yeah. That's- You're like, so what? And who can get this job? Everybody can get this job? You're like, yeah, yeah, it's not that hard of a job to get. He's the smartest guy in the world. He's the smartest kid ever. My daughter's working. She's got, she's, so she's obsessed with horses. And there's a Creekside uh, horse something. <laughs> it's called Creekside. I don't know what it's called, but there, there's horses there. Yeah. And she and she and she's like helping. She goes and sits around, waits. Like they, she goes and she would we would give a ride. Like you know, you pay for rides or training. And she's truly obsessed with horses. We don't know where it came from. No one in our family rides horses, but she's obsessed and. uh she goes there and goes, I want to stay and help. And they'll be like, well, we can't, you're, you know, you're eight. <laughs> yeah. So we can't really have you helping. But sometimes they can do some stuff like lead a horse here and there. Learning little things where they're being watched. 
And she goes, well, I'll just wait. And she just waits them out until they go, all right, you know what, Harper, you can come over here. And then she goes and gets help, which is my sign that she, she loves this. Yeah. Because usually if a kid just liked horses, they would just want to ride them and they'd be done with it. I mean, she wants to, she's cleaned up the manure. Yeah. She's, she's giving it a go. That's awesome. All right. Kid Nurse 1970. Just when I didn't think the show could get any better, this was an awesome episode with an adorable family. Each episode just gets better. And as, this, and as an aspiring comic, I love the insight into your life. Thanks for sharing and much success and blessings. Well, thank you, Kid Nurse 1970. She's getting out of the nurse game. Or he. Right? Or he. Whoever it is is getting out of the nurse game and going to be a comedian. I'm sure your parents are proud. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> Michael McIntosh. What happened to, hello, folks. We voted in everything. I said it this time. Can I just say I didn't realize Nate, Aaron, and Brokeback Munchkin <laughs> were clean comics until you addressed it. That's a sign of true talent when you don't even notice. And also, let me be honest, swearing isn't needed to be funny. All three of you are the truth. Respect. Thank you, Michael. Uh, I did forget Hello Folks last week. I just forgot it because we're new. It's new. Right. Yep. And I just got, I got into it. Harper gave a, a sign off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably was like, I didn't make it that far. Uh, <laughs> who's Harper? Who's, who's this Harper you're talking about? <laughs> uh, Barfy Man 362. I would like to, to know the secret to Nate's crisp shark. Shark. Golly, dude. <laughs> you were doing well Barfy Man 362 I was on a good streak from even last week Yeah, Barfy Man 362 I would like to know the secret to Nate's crisp shark cheek sharp that's a man that's a tough one <laughs> crisp sharp cheek Yeah, can you say that crisp sharp cheek shave line that's, that would be like that's, a, that's tough to say and I said it pretty soon crisp sharp cheek shave line does he hold a ruler up whilst Trimming whilst. whilst you don't see whilst thrown out there that okay, much. Okay, Shakespeare okay. is whilst is that used a lot? Not very often. It's like betwixt. Definitely, like, who are you trying to impress? Definitely with? not in you in YouTube comments. <laughs> whilst no, is, I meant to fix that from uh, Barfy man. Did he say whilst? He said whilst, but I meant to change it to while because sometimes people throw stuff in there just to mess with you. I like. I mean, you should have went with crisp, sharp <laughs> cheek. I didn't think that was going to be a throw problem. Some commas in there next time, man. <laughs> Whilst trimming, uh, I get my beard trimmed at uh, the Moose in uh, Nashville. Eric Miller does my hair, uh, does my gives my haircut and beard. I tell you what, for all the men, I get a lot of stuff. Get your beard done right, Aaron. Go get your beard done. Okay, you would be you would like it more than you think. It really looks good. You're, I you did look, it once and I did like it. You're young. Uh, yeah. You're a mess right now. No one yeah. cares. No one expects you to look good. Okay, get thanks. that beard done. But man. one day, <laughs> one day when you hit your thirties. People are going to want you to clean up. A you got to start taking care of it. They're going to, yeah. they're going to, you can't just barrel in the room with that beard Notre Dame hat. <laughs> and then you painted your jacket black. <laughs> you had the same jacket on, but it's black now. Did you, you did, it? didn't you? You painted it. Did you paint it? it? Look. No, I had, this was, I had this one first. I've had this one for a while. Okay. It's black. Uh, painted it. I think you got to paint underneath it. It is collar. the exact same type of jacket. But, yeah. But it's just a little different color. <clears throat> They're not going to make fun of me next week. And then you just got to brush paint in your jacket. We're going to see a little pot. <laughs> How'd you get that horse to stay the same color? No, that's red. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You put so, painter's tape over it. <laughs> the beard, though, uh, it is a. I get a lot. I get asked a lot about this. And uh, if, if, if men, if you have a beard, 
or a haircut. Go do it in a proper place. Mm -hmm. And it's something that guy, I got my haircut at Supercuts for years. Sports clips, loved it. Loved it. You get your, they give you a towel. You watch ESPN. <laughs> it's the greatest thing. You know, my, my hair grows quick. I, I mean, I loved it. But you go get it properly done. You look good. It makes you look good. You look, I think it makes you, he cuts mine to make me look thinner. Where yeah. the way it's faded down and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm doing a little more mustache now. We're just trying stuff. I don't know if any guy looks worse with a beard. This is my theory on it. <clears throat> no, they don't. Because there was a while where a bunch of politicians started growing out beards. Ted Cruz grew one. Yeah. He, Paul Ryan grew one. They all looked so yeah. much better. Yeah. I tried it. It didn't work. Did uh? How 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 long? Were you looking you... at your politicians' baseball cards? You <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> like, did you trade them? Someone traded you Paul Ryan for Ted Cruz, and you go, I don't know. That's not a fair trade. This is Ted's bru He's got a beard. Paul doesn't. <laughs> yeah. This is before, and that's when Paul grew grew a beard. Uh, now much, looks, Did you try it? You tried it for a while. Try to go tea. Oh, go tea. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you should do one for the for the people at home. <laughs> I got that video. There will go. Oh yeah me wearing one yeah he it doesn't i don't know if it works <laughs> <laughs> i think i do know it does not work yeah brian this is what this is what we're doing this is what we got he's he's i mean he's 48 years old you don't think the man's got a look his look is done 49 49 done why don't you ever just let me i give i always shave a year off yeah i know she let it happen uh i uh yeah, go go. Honestly, though, if, if someone wants to do it, Christmas is coming around. A lot of wives listen to this. If you want to give your husband some kind of fun, give him this. Give him a day to go do it, and then you know. And you don't have to. You, I go do it. You can do it once a month. Mm -hmm. You know. Wildcat grad, thirty seconds of fun. That's a great title for a special slash tour. I do like thirty seconds of fun as a yeah. title. Uh, I you know what uh, might have been with the Tennessee kid, I might've got to put it on there at the end. I can't remember being like my production company. I don't have a production company, mm -hmm. but if I have one, I thought about it being 30 seconds of fun productions. I thought, and I had it count down the clock, like, you know, 27, 28, 29, 30, and then, and then be 30 seconds of fun. So I, I have thought about that being that's as, as that it could be a, a tour. Yeah. It's a good title. I like a tour name. 30 seconds of fun. Walker Will Hoyt. Will Hoyt. <laughs> Nate, sorry about the loss of your grandmother. Hearing the story about your family at their funeral reminded me of something after my grandfather's funeral. All right. You might have to read this. For some reason, I'm having trouble. Nate, sorry about the loss of your grandmother. <laughs> you're, in, you're right. Yeah, I'm all right. Hearing the story about your family at the funeral reminded me. You started all the way over. <laughs> yeah. So reminded me of something after my grandfather's funeral, sir funeral several years ago we went to a local church in our hometown Diner. after <laughs> all right just read this this is a long one all right <clears throat> sorry sorry walker For some reason i'm not following along maybe it's That's the covid all right. <laughs> all right so his grandfather's funeral several years ago we went to a local diner in our hometown after the graveside service the waitress walked up to the table and recognized my uncle who she had not seen in many years since he moved out of the area as she filled his coffee she attempted to quickly catch up and ask how he was doing he said, actually, not that great. My dad died, and we just finished the funeral. Obviously, not understanding a word the man said over the loud diner, she instinctively responded, oh, that's awesome. It took everything for my family not to make eye contact with each other, lest we burst out in laughter. 
My uncle kindly restated what he previously said, and the waitress felt terrible. I imagine the mistake haunted her, but it absolutely made our family's day. Just what we needed to lighten things up. Loving the podcast. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Walker. That's a pretty good one. We had a, we had a little pinch hitter come in. <laughs> I'm trying to... I don't think yeah. the word church is in this whole paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> you saw, saw diner. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to find church? You're is it not? Jumping around, man. They were at a funeral. Okay. I figured they went to a church. But usually when I do something like that, it's like that word is somewhere. It's like yeah, maybe yeah. a line down. I <laughs> yeah. was, so I was looking for church somewhere to build. It's not in there, man. It's not. I just put it in there. <laughs> it's in there. I'm seeing the word church. <laughs> TB, at one point, Brian became the Barbara Walters of the Bargetti love story. <laughs> he was leaning forward to hear answers to questions he must already know. I heard him say, so how did you guys meet? Like he was Wolf Blitzer. It was adorable, and I loved it. It was very good. Good job, Brian. Uh, Ryan Dance. Boat ramp should take some pointers from Harper. Her 922 joke was awesome. Also, someone let Laura know Vandy is worse than Kentucky at football, so her analogy should have been Alabama versus Vandy when comparing income levels because we all know historically accuracy is paramount for this podcast. Well, bye, folks. <laughs> People are using a lot of words. It's a lot of like, you know, I don't know. The I, these sentences are longer. I think normal. people try to flex a little bit in these comments sometimes. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, some of them they say it's like the same word. Oh, you know, they get me running on a sentence and I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> I'm ready for the sentence to be over. Is this how smart people write? You write long sentences, write longer than normal. I just know like. Manual labor type of writing. We get to the point. <laughs> is this college educated writing, Aaron? I can't tell, man. Ryan Dance. Maybe Bill Dance. Bill Dance's maybe son? Maybe related to <laughs> Bill Dance's Bill boy? Bill Dance's boy. Yeah. Call me Boat Ramp. Boat that's Ramp's what, yeah. what Bill would call. You remember that old commercial? It was, God, what were those phones that, like, you just say beep? It was like a walkie-talkie. They were Nef- cell phones. Nextel. Yeah, it was a commercial about if firefighters ran the world. Yeah. And it was a bunch of firefighters in like the Senate. Yeah. And they were like, beep, beep. Uh, what is this? Uh, it's a bunch of paper that says we need clean water. You guys want clean water? Yeah. Yeah. And they just did it real quick. That's yeah. kind of how, that's how you would do it. <laughs> that's how I would do it. Get to yeah. the point. Ne- just, yeah. Next what tell. is all this flowery nonsense? Uh, I had a Nextel radio. Would you use the walkie talkie a bunch on it? Yeah. Because I mean, that's, those are the jobs that I had. <laughs> uh, so I would use it a bunch, and the hard part, you'd leave it on. If you ever went in, we'd go like McDonald's to eat during lunch. <laughs> and so you'd go in, you'd be waiting in line, and the guy in the truck would just start being, would just start yelling stuff through the thing really loud. Inappropriate stuff. Inappropriate stuff. And you're just like, you're just trying to grab it because <laughs> you forget to turn it off. And I mean, he's just saying crazy So stuff. it just starts coming through right away. You don't have to accept it? No, or? no, no. No, that would be the, you got to be, it's a walkie-talkie. Oh, man. Nextel was great. It had a it had a run, man. Yeah, they were really killing was, it. For they a were minute. killing it. Yeah, I liked it. They would work to Decatur, Georgia. I always remember Decatur, Georgia, because that's what they told me. My phone it'll work to there, and then it'll cut out. Mm-hmm. Huh. So we would drive all over. And so every time someone brings up Decatur, Georgia, I'm always like, my Nextel phone would work to that <laughs> town, <laughs> and that's it. Jennifer G. Harper was reading so fast, it felt like she was trying to prove something. (laughs) Harper's a better reader than me. 
Harper's smarter than me. She's yeah. the best reader at the table. Yeah. Somebody commented that. Yeah. Someone it. said she was the smartest at the table, but yeah, yeah. she's smart. Yeah. No. Uh, Christopher Stanley. Wait a minute. I'm at the hour 28 minute mark. Did they just gloss over the fact they met Chris Novoselic? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Chris. I don't, how did, Novoselic? Novoselic. Uh, what the heck? I'm looking for Laura. What the heck is going on here? Uh, we did just gloss over that fact. We met him on the Paul Cruz, Paul Allen Cruz. Did I? I mean, it's uh, where everybody was there. All these celebrities were there. I performed at it. He was the first one we met. He was there with his wife, and then he, me, and Laura started talking to him. It was before I performed, so I just kind of, we just kind of randomly talked to him. Me, who knows nothing about music, I of course I know who Nirvana, but I don't. I have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. And that was the first one we got done. Laura's like told me that's who that was. Mm. And then we ended up talking to him uh, a good bit. And then he flies his plane, telling us about that. Telling me, he was like trying to convince. He was, I, I was like telling him, I was like, I'm gonna, we should do it. Like, <laughs> and he's like, you should do it. You should be flying. Uh, yes, so we did gloss over that. Sorry. Merritt P. Hearing Laura say, Big J is more my speed is like hearing Barry Manilow say, Ozzy Osbourne is more my speed. That is very true. That is very surprising that people are always surprised when, because if he's here, she'll go. She's going to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would go. If I'm here, I'll go. But I'm not usually here. And so she, but she, that's the one that she'll go down. And she does I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, it's like a, she's as, as close as I am to Jay. Jacqueline Higgins. Higgins. Jacqueline Higgins. As an out-of-work server, that comment about marrying lotions was gold. Loved the podcast and was excited to finally meet your wife. The idea at the beginning about clean versus dirty comedy is right on. There we go. Uh, what was that idea? I don't remember what that. What was it? Uh, when she puts all the lotions together in one bottle. Oh, marrying the lotion. You talking yeah. about the no? The idea at the beginning about clean versus dirty. Oh, comedy is right I on. I don't know. Laura put this comment in, so I'm not sure. Ooh, Jacqueline. <laughs> Laura. Laura's a big fan of you, Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, she does marry all the lotions. Uh, let me read a couple more. And then, um, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Wyatt, very impressed by Laura, particularly her thoughts on family finances, which were roughly, if I'm unhappy with how much income we have, I should go make more, not, not rely on my spouse. She's tempered it with the, if he isn't making so much, he shouldn't be spending more counterpoint. Love the self-reliance, and it was clear. She absorbed her dad's work ethic and expectation that she would be content whether scraping by or doing well financially. That is all true. I mean, is that not a long sentence? Does it seem like big work? I mean, do, Well, it's not one sentence. Do people use this gigantic words in just everyday <laughs> which, life? Which one? The one you just know, read. It just felt like a lot. Uh, which she word? She tempered it with, uh, if he isn't making much... He shouldn't be spending much counterpoint. Love the self-reliance, counterpoint, self-reliance. And it was clear she absorbed her dad's work ethic and expectation that she'd be content whether scraping by or doing well financially. It just, it got, like, I feel there's a much easier way to say that sentence. I thought you nailed but it, man. I think I nailed it. I'm not even saying that it's wrong right. that Jeff did or something wrong. I'm saying, I think I'm hanging out with different people than y'all are. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think I don't, I don't have friends that would ever say any of that. They would never use a lot of those words. Maybe this guy. Yeah, well, he went to Notre Dame. 
Oh. And so you're smarter than everybody. But that's 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 what I feel. I feel like some words. I, I just think I'm in a. I, I don't think I'm not a smart guy. I'm not a good sentence. I'm not a not a big word guy. Uh, but you know who knows, man. Maybe that's how you guys talk. That's what I think y'all do. That's how you talk to dumb people. You said you're not a big word guy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you t- you talk for a living, man. You do pretty well. I, I pick my words are much different. That's true. <laughs> my words. Are <laughs> That's true. You don't have to write out your set either. That'd be very different. Uh, yeah, my words are a lot, lot different. Uh, all right, Vioria is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering twenty percent off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable. And versatile clothing on the planet at vioria.com slash Nate. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Nate. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to vioria.com slash Nate and discover the versatility of Viori, Viori clothing. I ordered mine. It's supposed to come today. I got my fiance some leggings. Oh. From there, which is a great gift. I usually bomb on gifts yeah. for people. Like I got my fiance a watch that she never wears. She's like, I've never yeah. worn a watch. Yeah. So I, just, I got her some leggings, and they came real quick, and she loves them. She's been yeah. wearing them nonstop. So I think it's super comfortable clothing. I was when I was looking at it, and it was I ordered I ordered some. I've been working out. You guys probably can tell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I need some winter working out stuff because we work outside. And uh, so I need I needed some stuff that was like good, and this is this has got it. Those that, are the leggings you. Yeah, I, I, I need some leggings. That's what I need. I think you there wear you them. Go. I know. I'll get some. I'll get some leggings for women. <laughs> I could wear women with leggings. Can men wear those? You know how much stuff. I mean, they probably can wear leggings. No? Wasn't that a thing for a while? Leggings can do it. <laughs> is that what they, they call it? Male leggings. You know. You know how much stuff I buy, and I go, and I have to ask, is this for a man or a woman? I end up being a lot. There's a lot of stuff. I go, I'll end up liking it. And I'm like, is this, can, this is for a guy? And they're like, no, nah, nah, this whole store is not Wait, for what a kind guy. Of, what articles of clothing? Like at Lululemon? Uh, yeah, like Lululemon. Oh, I can okay. grab some stuff. Sportswear uh, stuff. It's just got some more color to it. And I like some more color. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times. But I've, I've had shoes. I've, been, I've seen shoes at like Foot Locker. And you'll be like, I like those. And they're like, hey, this is for... <laughs> Babies, they're for uh, <laughs> lady babies, and I'm like, oh, are they? Lady babies, lady babies. Go, you don't have these in a size ten. <coughs> a man boys, a man, not a lady baby. Lady babies, that's who they're for. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this week, what you? So we went to. Uh, we had Thanksgiving. Everybody, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I think Aaron, you ate in your closet alone. <laughs> go ahead. Aaron, go ahead. I had a meal with my fiance, a couple friends over. It was great, man. Oh, that's how you contact tracing. Yeah, is that safe? It was friends that I'd already been. Look, I don't need to defend myself, but it's people <laughs> that were I've already been around. Yeah, from comedy. Oh, so healthiest people. Yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we had a little gathering, but we all went our separate corners and yeah, stayed apart. Did you guys see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? No. I uh, caught a little of it. Ronald McDonald had a float. Oh, wow. And there was a float, but then in a car, he was in the back of a car with Grimace, and he was wearing a face shield. 
Really? <laughs> I've got to pull that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, first of all, they taped it ahead of time, so there's no crowd there. It's just him outdoors in the back yeah. of a car with Grimace. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's wearing a face shield. Did Grimace, 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 no face shield. Grimace did not have a face shield. Gr- Grimace is uh, what I hear anti vaxxer. Really? So yeah. may, could that have played into it? I'm not, I don't know this for sure. Grimace is anti vaxxer. What yeah. I hear. In the McDonald's community, I'm a part of. <laughs> Grimace is anti-vaxxer, and, so, and and thinks masks are a joke. So that's that, that's Ronald McDonald taking precautions because he doesn't want to be around Grimace. Ronald McDonald, very anti-science. Much more, you know. That's interesting. I figured Grimace was very careful. That's why he asked Ronald to wear it. No, no. <laughs> that Ronald says to Grimace, "You should. You are the high risk we're talking about here. <laughs> You're the one that can't get it. Grimace is overweight." Grimace is wildly overweight. Anti. Yeah, I don't know about wildly. Huh? I don't know about wildly. <laughs> okay, look, he's going through some stuff. I'll give you that. I thought you had a picture of both of them together in the car. Oh, yeah, let me get that. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy, though. That, there's a lot of that, though, that I see with the mask that's annoying. I was saying with the NFL, are they not testing everybody? Like, if they te- like, you know. What do you mean? Like, the NFL refs and the coaches. Yeah, and then, and then they, they still wear the, the players on the bench. He has to put a mask on. It's like you can't. They're playing, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Aren't they not getting tested? And then when they get tested, they should be like, "You're like once you pass, you get tested, and then you pass this area, and you're you guys are good." You to would think so, be normal. right? Kind of like the NBA did. I think they do. Ronald McDonald did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, I think Ronald McDonald. I mean, they. I think they like showing. You know. Safety. I think everybody does it for right. look at us because it's you're in a situation. If you're probably on TV, there's a situation you don't need this mask, mm-hmm. but they want they want to have. You also mask. don't want to cover up that iconic maker. face, <laughs> yeah, with the mask, right? So you got to do the the welder's mask. Yeah, I learned that the first Ronald McDonald was Willard Scott. You guys know Willard Scott? No. Yeah. Oh, really? Long time Today Show weatherman. He was the first Ronald McDonald. He created the, the character. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny that on that mask too, Grimace is how tall he is over Ronald McDonald. Yeah. If he turned and coughed, it would <laughs> actually it hit the way his mask is. It would funnel. <laughs> it would go right down. The mask. So Ronald McDonald has one. His mask is sometimes He's wearing they do, it upside down. Wearing it upside down around right. his neck, so the top is open. Grimace, perfectly, perfect height. <laughs> where if he turned and coughed. Just, yeah. shoot, just shoot right down. Shoot right down. Get trapped. You can make there. an argument yeah. that Ronald is trying to get it. <laughs> and when they gave him that mask, and then he goes, How can I get it? He goes, Wear the mask upside down. <laughs> and he goes, Oh my God. He goes, I was I was just not going to wear a mask. He's like, You know what's even better than not wearing a mask? <laughs> wear it upside down <laughs> and stand next to someone a little bit taller than you. And trap that COVID in. And dude. trap that COVID right in. Love That's it. funny. Uh, we had a uh, we had a, a bid week a big week this week this week we are going to talk we're going to talk about clutch performances so it's going to be sports and if you're sitting there going ah sports I don't care you got to look as you bared with us the last sports episode we are going to make it interesting to you the person that doesn't care about sports a lot of people love sports a lot of people don't like sports and we're going to make it where anybody's going to be able to sit and listen to this uh, Vanderbilt had a big had a big weekend we had the first woman play in a football game in the power five conference right women have been a part of teams in smaller conferences but never 
in an SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, you know, a giant conference, mm-hmm. ACC. And Vanderbilt did it. So we got that. Lost 41 to zero. <laughs> <laughs> she never got a chance. She only got it. She did one kickoff on the second half. It's the only time she, the only time her or just any kicker would have been on the field. Yeah. Uh, Derek Mason then was immediately fired, which is crazy. I mean, that's, I mean, we, 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 we say that it has to be because of that. The whole world watched this. Yeah. For the first time ever. The, yeah. And as Vandy fans, everybody's like, oh, that's good. <laughs> and we're, I mean, we're just sitting there as a Vandy fan. It's just. <clears throat> I was going to ask you how it felt have knowing millions of people watching Vanderbilt for the first time. Did that feel? I don't think I, 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 I didn't want it in the, in the light that we had it in 41. To, yeah. I, honestly, if, it, if we were like, had a winning record and she, and we had to get her, mm-hmm. it would feel better to me than the way we got her. Yeah. We were, we're 0 and 8. We're going to lose. We're playing Georgia next. We're going to lose <laughs> Georgia. Uh, it's bad. And then we bring her in. Yeah. She gives a halftime speech, which is, I think, that's a hilarious. little that's a little crazy to think this girl. <laughs> I mean, this girl was the only winner on the team. By I mean, on the field, by the way, she just won an SEC tournament. Uh, our women's soccer team is amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she's super athletic, but it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, to go talk to these guys. I mean, these guys are on Owen. It was Owen 7, about to be Owen 8. And she's like, why are y'all not excited on the sideline? You're like, I don't, have you? We, we have a different sport going on over here yeah. than your soccer, your awesome winning soccer team. Yeah, we're not super thrilled. Yeah. It's bad. I got to tell you, I, along with most people, I think, wanted to see her kick a field goal. But the fact that, not only did Vanderbilt not score, but never got in field goal range is the funniest yeah. thing. They only got across ever. the fifty once, I think. I think so. I think the once, and I think it was like to the forty, and then yeah. we went right back to the 50. <laughs> went back. It is so went funny. They didn't let her try a fifty-seven yarder or whatever they were. Well, they. Oh. I mean, it would have been a sixty. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you could. What I mean, I'm saying is the fact yeah. that they they never even got in a yeah. position where they could let her. Her only chance would have been for us to. Try a field goal on third down or second down, and it would have been an NFL record. <laughs> like that's all that could have happened. I think they wanted to get her. She would have kicked uh, an extra point. Yeah, and uh, they couldn't do it. And I mean, honestly, it cost Mason the job. Yeah. I mean, Mason will definitely not probably let women ever play again <laughs> in anything Wherever he's ever. He ends He'll up. be the one that just says no, and they're like, "But she's really good." And he's like, "I've done this before." <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it end well. doesn't end well for me. <laughs> it's like she goes on to have a great career, and I always end up getting fired. Uh, so we're on a coaching search now, which is if yeah. you're a sports fan. When we fan, take your defensive coordinator, yeah, you it's not going to be so funny to you. I'm hoping uh, Clark Lee, Notre Dame defensive coordinator, played at Vanderbilt, NBA yeah. from here, hometown, close hire. to Corbin. It would be my – that's who I'm rooting for. Uh, there's a few I like. Yeah. But a coaching search is – I mean – I know people that are college sports like get how fun they are. They're so fun. You start tracking private jets, you put in tail numbers, <laughs> yeah. being like, "Why is he flying there? Why is he going there?" And like, it's it's the funnest. It's like NBA free agency. When you, I love NBA free agency because you just don't know what's going on, and everybody's right. like, and you're just talking about all the possibilities that could happen. 
You remember, remember when everyone thought Gruden was coming to Tennessee? How obsessive oh, yeah. people oh, yeah. got. Like Gruden's mother-in-law owns property outside of Knox County or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, they start getting down. Insane. I know. Yeah. If no one's into sports, you can make fun of make fun of someone for that because it is very funny. Mm-hmm. I do it too, where you're going, you know, his cousin. He had a cousin that had a long layover <laughs> at, Na- at Nashville Airport once, and I heard her cousin was on the phone with him and said, you know, this looks like a nice town. <laughs> So, something, you know? I loved it. That's how far they go. Peyton Manning, when he visited the Titans, Mm -hmm. and he wore an orange, like, pullover, everyone was like, that's a good sign right there. It's a good sign. He's a vol. It means he's coming here. And then he immediately goes to the Broncos, who wear orange. (laughs) Yeah. But it never crossed anyone's mind that that might be the problem. He played for Tennessee. He's got a lot of Tennessee stuff. And then, yeah, Yeah. I thought for sure he was coming. Mm. I also thought Brady was coming. When Brayton, Tom Brady was uh, with the Titans, talking about him going to the Titans, I knew he was, I heard he was at a golf course near here practicing with his son. And so I heard that and I'm like, oh no. Mm-hmm. You always hear they visit schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always a big thing. You know, they went and visited NBA. School. I remember hearing that here. Yeah. I don't think that was true though. You never know if it's true. LeBron yeah. visited schools in LA when he was going to LA and I was watching that and that ended up being very true. Mm. His kids went there. Uh, he's hard to miss, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's the thing when you're yeah. that big, right. you can't. It was just some other six foot nine, even with the mask know. on. Yeah, you, they might not know you're LeBron, but they're going to be like you're somebody. But you're that in shape right. with that mask on, just that big. You know, Shaq with a mask. It's like, wait, is that Shaq? Yeah, of course it is. I think Shaq <laughs> could walk around the bag on his head. He's got to he be. Is there a more recognizable from a distance person in the world than Shaq? Manute Bowl? Maybe. Manute yeah. so skinny. But he doesn't he didn't have the same level of fame as Shaq. Shaq's yeah. every dead. He's in every commercial. Yeah. He's the new Papa John's. Sha- Shaq uh went undercover as an Uber driver and people didn't recognize him. But he's sitting up front. Yeah, they got him sitting up front with a beard and stuff. Yeah. If if you're not gonna expect it, if he walks around, I don't think you're not. Yeah. You're not not recognizing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're figuring it out. Yeah. But if he's in up front in an Uber, you know, you could just not be paying attention and then But you're thinking this guy's enormous. Yeah, but they probably got him an SUV. Yeah, I think he still. had a and so, try to do a Jamaican accent yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Ewing Jamaican. Seven foot it's tall, a, yeah, random yeah. Jamaican guy. Yeah. Patrick Ewing's Jamaican, which is always Always blows me away when I hear him talk. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until he was a coach. Yeah. And never heard him talk. And then you're like, oh, he's like from Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea until you told me. Oh, yeah. Right now? or I mean, I, you told I me that. Until so, I heard you talk about it. Just yeah. recently. I talk about it quite a bit. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> his go-to. I bring it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Patrick Union's Jamaican. <laughs> and then people are like, what? That's like the I- I- Iris or the actor. Uh, Idris Elba. Idris. Idris. Elba. Yeah. Yeah. He's like uh, from from England. England. Yeah. And his yeah. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. You see him in these movies. I just watched Molly's Game. He's great Which, in that. Yeah. We could talk about being a clutch performance. Yeah. In, in poker, super clutch. Molly was. If if you haven't if you've seen, I, I remember I read the book. You know, I think I read the book. Almost positive I did. Last night I was like, did I read this book? <laughs> And I just don't remember. I don't remember anything. You and I saw that movie together. Yeah. And I think you told me you read the book. I did read the book. I love the book. 
and I don't remember. <laughs> that. That oh yeah, turner. I loved it. I loved it. I remember. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a quick turnaround. I don't yeah. know if I read it. One of the no, best books it. I ever read. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's my favorite book. <laughs> Right. You probably read the back of it. You know, you read that's that's all you need. <laughs> no, I read the whole thing. American yeah. Sniper, I read it, loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was one a long time ago. I used to always read, uh, you know, any books about the military. And uh, another one I read about not, Fallujah is Fallujah the that's in Iraq, the one town that's like crazy. Yeah. And there was another town that they mentioned that was crazy. That was a. Uh, they the amount of fighting that would go on in this town was mm-hmm. unreal. It just was a constant fight, and it's all just this tiny town. And they killed the the guy that was like Mister Iraq, like he was like the uh, uh, built Ooh. guy. You know, like the what are those guys called? The world Mister World? Oh, or, the world's heavy strongest men? No, he's no, about like, like bodybuilders. Like bodybuilders, but they were he was Mister Iraq. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just sounds so funny. <laughs> I thought you were just saying he was like. <laughs> At all like a guy that was known, yeah, in that just town. like just like a famous like uh, uh, enemy combatant. Or he's, he's Mr. Iraq. I think he was Mr. Iraq. That's probably right. And he was, and he worked out. All right. And uh, <laughs> and then he was he was killed. Uh, but yeah, I, I do remember. I mean, I remember her book, and then, but yeah, I just don't remember. I mean, I've seen Molly's game, and I watched it last night as if I didn't know what happened. Mm-hmm. I just forget. Written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Creator yep. of West Wing. Oh yeah, wow! A lot of West Wing stuff in that mm-hmm. movie. I thought that's what I wanted. It's more complaining. I felt it's too too West, West Wing heavy. <laughs> it's the same kind of thing, man. Yeah, a lot of words. This might be here talking about. Uh, I'm not going to take a stab at his name, but is that Abraham Aduri? Mm-hmm. That's something. Mm-hmm. At least would be like, is that all right? He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he would turn around <laughs> yeah. if I said that. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I think for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't just keep walking. <laughs> he would. Zot Abraham Aduri. Yes. <laughs> Did I get that? He's like, uh, you yeah, you got it. Enough. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's exciting. Uh, Wikipedia asking for more money. They always ask for money. I've given them money. You ever give them money? I gave them three dollars. Well, all they asked for is three dollars one time. I was like, I, yeah, I can give them three dollars. They go, guys. They always break it down. You know, it'd be like if I just said, you know what? If everybody in the world gave me a dollar, I'd be a billionaire. <laughs> That's, That's the they same. Do. They go, if everybody who goes to Wikipedia gave us three dollars, we'd never have to ask for money again. Yeah. It's a very you know, yeah. It's like yeah, dude. Everybody would live that life. <laughs> if I, you know what? If just my whole neighborhood gave me ten dollars, I would. <laughs> Be able to buy a car. And everybody's like, you know, that is a good point. GoFundMe does that now. I I did a hundred dollar donation and it come up 115. And I was like, yeah. what? Is there tax? And then GoFundMe's like, uh, we don't make money, so we need a donation. They just put in fifteen. I always mm-hmm. do it. They should do it. If you want to do it though, it needs to be three dollars. Just automatically be like, there's a our five dollar charge. Fifteen's a lot. Cause you're usually giving like a hundred or you're mm-hmm. giving something a little bit more and then so when you throw 15 on top of that i always take it out of the person i'm giving it to i always uh, i gave 85 well the 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 kid that needs a heart i go i'll give him 85 (laughs) they're gonna ask me for 15 (laughs) 
I think I think that's I'm I'm going above. I said I'm willing to do 100. It doesn't matter how the 100 gets broken up. That's not on me. Yeah, I'll give 85 to the kid. Yeah, you're helping so, two causes. But they should just take you know just be. If I think if most people would just do that, be like, we're just taking five dollars. If they came out, just set it. Yeah, everything you donate, we're gonna take an extra five dollars because we have to run this this for this awesome thing to work. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to pay for it. So everybody just always chip in an extra five bucks. And I think everybody would be like, okay. I'll say I've made a few GoFundMe donations and they ask, they do that now. They say, you want to give us a tip? Yeah. And I, nah. You say no. Y'all can figure it out. Yeah. How would they figure it out? Ads. Viori.com <laughs> slash Nate. Uh, yeah. Wikipedia. Wikipedia always, I've, I've done it, but they ask more than you. they act like it. They always say the same thing. It's awkward, but this is Monday. No, it's Cyber Monday. <laughs> oh, it's Cyber Monday. Uh, oh, I guess it is. This is the seventh appeal we've shown you. Just so, you specifically? Yeah, they're keeping track of how many times. It's awkward, but this Monday we need you to help. We don't have salespeople. Well, maybe you should get some salespeople. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> but fewer than 2% give. I've given. Uh, I get, you know, you do. I do give, but then... You think you give, and you're like, all right, now back off me. Mm-hmm. And then they, they make it worse. What if you're seeing Holly? Holly right now, Holly's got a cone on her neck. Holly got bit. Uh, Harper bit her. Uh, <laughs> she looks like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. They, that's what Ronald McDonald has, a dog cone <laughs> on his head. Uh, we, Holly stayed at a, a place, and is, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's not the place's fault these dogs play. Holly's Holly's pretty energetic and rough. She's always we one place we she stayed at. We go. She, Holly's not a mean dog. She's not bad. She doesn't do anything, but she's got a lot of energy and plays a little rough. And they go, your dog was definitely the most spirited. This <laughs> is a nice way to put your dog's out of her mind. And uh, we got her home. Laura's getting her bath last night, and I mean, she just got a hole in her chest. Mm. Golly. And got bit, and she's but she's she's got the cone on. Did you take her to a vet? Uh, I I I could I could see that it was a hole. I mean, you, so you I, already had the cone. We already had the cone. Okay. Uh, no, we did take her to a vet. I was trying to make a joke about that, oh. but Laura took her to the vet this morning. Oh, okay. And uh, the vet's like, yeah, it's a hole in her chest. <laughs> so uh, I gave her some, I think, some medicine. But yeah, it's a dog. She got bit. Uh, I watched on Shark Tank last night. They they made someone had a dog mask. They were COVID? Make, for COVID, <laughs> so they made a mask for dogs. And they come out and they're wearing it. It's real long, and the guys have it on. And so you're like, you're like, who's gonna wear this mask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. K nine mask. And so they're wearing it though when they walk out. And you're like, well, no one's gonna wear that. Like I thought it's gonna be some mask that you can breathe in. Yeah. It looks ridiculous, but yeah. you can breathe in it good. And they go, no, it's for dogs. They, that was the big reveal. Like, this was it for- just sagging? No, it was sticking. The mask on theirs was going out. I mean, it, they just had it on. They had it tight. And, okay. they, and they go, and they explain, you know, mask. Or, I mean, they, they're, it, it was pretty good, you know, because they always do like a little show almost. Yeah, right. And it was pretty good that they, they did it where, uh, they did it where they, you were like, oh, these dudes are, they, this is for humans. <laughs> and you're not even thinking it's for anything else. And then they do a sign down and like, that's a dog. Then everybody was like, oh, I love that. And the. Uh, are dogs getting COVID? 
Uh, no one knows, dude. You can't. You can't. I mean, you ask them That's where they've pretty, been. It's a pretty big question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we ask Holly all the time. We say, "Hey, what do you feel? Any were the other dogs coughing <laughs> at the place you stayed?" And then Holly, you know, she has double sp- talking in English, and so we don't know what she says. So we don't know if she has COVID. She might. Uh, I definitely don't, but she probably does. Uh, I think some dogs got COVID. Yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. Enough to go, let's start a company no. No. about dog masks. So a big part, it wasn't always COVID. It was also like fires in California, like breathing uh, that bad air. Oh, okay. That's that another sense. one. That's they go fair. walk the dogs. Uh, they only got one deal with the Damon uh yeah. Uh, he did. He did a deal, man. He was basically like, "I'll give you the money, and I want forty-five percent of the company." Mm-hmm. Versus, and they're like, "Would you do 40 He goes, "I'm only doing forty-five, so y'all at least own the company." He's like, "I would normally be like fifty. Right. Like, he's like, I'm definitely not going to forty because it was, it was, it's so small of a market. But there's a market. It's like you know, because he, you know, what he he thought, which I thought was good. He thought about New York." He goes, because he goes, if you live in New York, in the city, you got to go walk your dog around the streets of New York. Well, they're putting their nose and mouth into just, I mean, you know, a dead rat. Like, I mean, just like the streets of New York. Yeah. And then they just come right back in your house and like lick your baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they, you know, I was like, all right. Damon made that point? Yeah. Damon just, so he made a better case for this. Mask. He made a be- better yeah, case for it than yeah. they did. And so he, it's like, all right. He goes, that's. He didn't say the dead rat and baby. <laughs> I made it a little more colorful, you know. That's what I would have said. Uh huh. But so yeah, so they got they got uh, Shark Tank's great. We watch it. Harper watches it. It's a good show. Like a kid can see. You know, ask her if she wants to invent something. She doesn't. But, <laughs> uh. So anyway, so we we're talking about the soccer. We're good clutch performances. Yeah. If you guys like, we've covered our sports background. Yeah. It probably doesn't shock you. I don't have any personal clutch performances. And a clutch performance for someone, you know, it is a last-second shot yeah. that you make yeah. and that you confidently make, I think. It's not, it's not always luck. Yeah. I'm sure you wouldn't. If someone got really lucky, my, my buddy Jeremy Morrow, or P, PP, as we called him. I still call him P. He's got three kids, married. I still like, Pete, what's up? We're both 41. He might be 42. He was always older than everybody. And, but he shot once. We, we played uh, basketball in high school for, or in uh, P, and we called it AP Wellness because we were in no AP classes. <laughs> <laughs> so we would say we were AP Wellness. And we would play, uh, during the game, we would, our, this coach would just like let us play a full game. He would keep score. And I mean, my buddy Adam Son, who actually played for Belmont and then played overseas, he would always come play. Dude, these were epic games. Mm-hmm. We would call timeouts. It's supposed to be a running clock. I mean, it's, it's a class. Mm-hmm. The bell rings. You got to go to class. And we're like, timeout, timeout. And we're calling timeouts. They're giving us timeouts. <laughs> we would always be late to whatever the next class was. This is like our senior year. And then we, one time we passed it to Jeremy and, uh, and P. So we give it to P. And then... P's like looking to pass it because P wasn't a basketball player, so he's trying to pass it. I'm covered. Everybody's covered. And P just launches it over his head, and it goes in. <laughs> and then we win. And, I mean, this is a win for nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. 
And we just, I mean, we're, we cheer, we carry him off into the locker room. And when we're late to the next class, we're just missing. It was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But that wouldn't be a clutch performance, I don't think. That would because be it was, you're saying luck. You threw it over, you're throwing <laughs> the ball over your head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that that would, that would come into it. But do you, get, do you guys ever remember teammates or guys you played against that just somebody's like, that guy just took over the game? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I've had a couple when I was super young and it oh, didn't here we matter go. and the stakes were not high at all. Well, um, you want to share one? I pitched uh, when I was like nine or ten. I remember I, I struck a guy out to win a playoff game in the rain. It was kind of it was like a scene from a movie almost, and that was kind of the peak of my athletic career. And so you're pitching downhill from the house, pitching in the rain, in the rain, and struck out. They bring you in. I think I I don't know I don't remember. Yeah, but I, I closed out the game. So I remember that. So it's such that. a clutch performance that you. Like my reading Molly's book. <laughs> you don't remember if you started pitching. I don't remember game. if I started the game or not. I remember, but I ended it. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, that's really all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. I had one last second shot that I, when I was 12, and I dribbled down and threw it up in the, in just the, in the middle of everybody, and it went in. But, I mean, that was a, a luck. You know, that was like, I, it wasn't a crazy shot. It was a normal shot. Mm-hmm. But and I don't think I was – there was no, like, give me the ball. I know what to do, you know. Yeah. There was no thinking of that. I have my no-hitter. But that, you know, all, like, very luck, luck things. I'm playing 12-year-olds that or 10-year-olds that can't hit. Yeah. I had that heat check once. Remember? I, told, I talked about that where oh, yeah. I hit two in a row. <laughs> but the second one, it got helped because a guy tipped it and the coach didn't see it. So he's like, yeah. get the ball to Brian. And then I launched it over the backboard <laughs> yeah. and it went into the concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> too hot. <laughs> I, too I mean, hot. the fact that the, uh, that's so funny to get heat checked. Yeah. My eighth grade year, I played basketball. And then like the last game of the season, they were like, all right, we're going to let all the kids that don't play that much like start yeah. the game. So I started in eighth grade. <laughs> I remember we're like, we're going to let y'all play, you know, let y'all start for a few minutes. And I, inbounded it and i hit the back of the backboard inbounding it and they were like all right we're gonna put the starters back what is wrong with me today (laughs) what is is wrong with me today usually make those yeah were you trying to do an alley-oop how did you hit the back i was trying to just pass it i mean it was just like a comedy of errors everything went wrong yeah you're like yeah now we know why you didn't start yeah you know anyway all right so um what traits lead to high performances in clutch situations researchers from australia and england did a study on high performers performing clutch situations. These there's some common traits. They talked about getting in the flow, which I think we think about kind of like in the zone. Mm-hmm. They said more in the flow. Well, the flow. I know it as golf. John Augustine, yeah, uh, plays it. Vandy now is a turning pro, but I know he can get on. So he starts getting some birdies. He'll continue to make birdies. And he'll get on a run. And not him. I, I'm specifically saying him because I've played with him and we talked about it. But Tiger. I mean, look at the, ma- at the last Masters that they just did. Tiger got a 10 on a par 3. A 10. That's unbelievable. And then birdied five of the last six. Mm-hmm. So to flip, that is, that is a clutch performance. He flips something to go, this is going to be embarrassing. I mean, if I got a 10 on a hole... My day's done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to bounce back from that. I'm definitely not going to par. I'm not going to do 
and he goes and almost gets he gets all of those extra shots back except for two. Brian, if you get ten on a hole, you're pumped, right? <laughs> I am actually. <laughs> I've asked him to pick up way before he could ever get to ten. I would be like, that's good. Yeah, that's he always good. tells me triple bogey. Just yeah. pick up triple bogey max. If you're a golfer and you're terrible. Just do triple bogey, grab your ball, move on. Uh-huh. Unless you're alone or you're playing with someone equally as bad as you. If anybody else is good, get the ball and come on. This is not the time. <laughs> they talked about some common characteristics from these people. They're so absorbed in the task, they don't, they're not even aware of the crowd. They have high levels of confidence, a sense of control over their performance, enhanced motivation to succeed. They enjoy it just enough, but not too much, which is kind of interesting and being fully alert. Some say things slow down for them, and they ha- even have a hazy memory of the event. I could hmm. see. That's interesting. I could see that. Like you, you could be like, how would you feel? And you're like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think the highest you can get as an athlete is to whatever you're doing, there's no th- you just know to do it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, me learning, trying to learn to golf, the swing that I'm trying to learn is I'm trying to get to a point where I stop thinking about my swing that's what that's that's the difference of besides their natural born gifts and talents of a professional golfer someone that's not good is they can't get over a lot of a big reason now they, they could just not be good now there's many other things but a gigantic thing while you're chunking balls and all this stuff is you're thinking about too much stuff and you so you're trying to make everything too perfect in a weird way I would imagine a lot of clutch performances. You could probably almost say, almost besides Tigers, where you had that that has to be such a precise thing. But a lot of times, it probably wouldn't wasn't a perfect swing, perfect shot. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that didn't really. It's because they they're fine. It's perfect to them, you know. Like mm-hmm. they they're not searching for perfect. They're searching for it to get the job done. And whatever they do is, you know, you could probably have a weird shot that. How'd the shot feel? They're like, it didn't feel that great when it came out. It wasn't like if I knew it felt so good, perfect. It's like they're like, I don't know, I like rolled off my pinky, you know. Mm-hmm. But they were, they were, they're prepared for that to happen. I think that's excellence at anything is that you just get to a point where you're no longer focused on the mechanics of something. You yes. just get to a point where you can just feel it and kind of like, like when you're doing stand up, you're no longer thinking about the like rule of threes, all these technical mm. things that you learn. You just know when you start, right? You just yeah. evolve past that. I watched this interview with but John. It's the rules of three, if someone doesn't know, that's yeah. in comedy. Well, they might, if, but the idea is that you always have something happen in threes. Yeah, if you list something, you always list three for whatever the first reason. First two that's could just... be funny, and the last one needs to be the funniest. Yeah. First two might not be funny, but right. the last one's the funniest. Third one's different in yeah. some yeah. way. Um, I watched this interview with John Mayer about what he thinks about when he solos. Mm-hmm. And he says he just thinks about shapes and colors. He's just thinking about the feel of it because he's so mastered the technical aspects of playing guitar that he no longer needs to think about that. He's just what he's yeah. feeling in the moment. So yeah. I think that's cool. You get that good at something, you're no longer consumed with the mechanics of it. Your body just does it. Right. I mean, that's why they can, and I, like, I mean, with athletes, they can learn something pretty quickly because they, they're trained to learn how to do it. That's why a lot of them, when they go over to golf, a lot of them are very good because they can figure it out and be like, what do I got to do? They might be terrible. I saw a guy play, this guy played football 
And uh, I was like talking to him. He's with, I forget his name, but he was with uh, my buddy Toby Mack. If anybody knows Toby, he's lead singer of DC Talk for a long time. They were huge in the 90s. Yeah. And they're so huge now. He still does very big now, but they were. Uh, they, he was, this other guy came up and he, he was his friend. He played football and he's kind of swinging the club. He's just starting. And the first shots were like just awful. But even in a little time of 15, 20 minutes, he hit a couple that were like pretty good. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, this dude, if he wants to figure it out, he's an athlete. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I just don't, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have that mentality. Just I'll such control over their bodies too, yeah. in a way that, you know, normal people don't have. Yeah. When you ever see a slow-mo of what they're doing, of how they're twerking their body or, you know, like even like when they go up, you got to think. Like when Michael Jordan, would, when he does the dunk and he switches, I mean, we always see it in this slow motion. Just try to jump and hold a tennis ball and <laughs> give it to your other hand. It would be very hard. And his is a, it's a commercial. It's mm-hmm. a movie. That's what it looks like. It's that, like an actor did it. And he did that mm-hmm. in that high level of a, it's, I think they slow every, I do get, they slow everything down. Everything becomes slower to them. So they're seeing it in a slower way, and it's they can do now. They have the physical abilities to keep themselves up that long yeah. and jump that high. Yeah, I mean that was like they I just watched. They had the Tyson fight, Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight this weekend. Wasn't that it was a pretty good fight? Yep, it was fun. They had Jake Paul, Nate Robinson was one of the fights. Nate Robinson's mm-hmm. a basketball player. Jake Paul's internet YouTuber guy who called out Conor McGregor. <laughs> he wants to fight Carter. I mean, yeah. Uh, but Jake, I mean, if you saw the difference of Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., who are both in their 50s, and Jake Paul, who's 23, who looks like he's. Hey, Holly. Holly's having nightmares. I don't know if anybody, if that picked up. You just said, Ooh, she has nightmares. She has regular nightmares. Mm. Maybe she's got a hole in her chest. <laughs> she's PTSD from this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, but they're in their they're in their fifties. And when you watch Jake Robinson, or Jake Robinson, Jake Paul, Paul, Jake Paul, and uh, Nate Nate Robinson fight, it was like Nate Robinson's unbelievably athletic, star football player, three time uh, slam dunk contest, five nine. Yeah. He's got a 44-inch vertical. I mean, his head's touching the rim, and he's 5'9". Uh, so extremely athletic. You know, if, but he, what he was trying to do was, like, come in quick with these punches. He's never boxed. And that other guy has fought once and trained a bunch and wants to be a fighter. But even Jake, I mean, his swings were so, like, kind of wild-looking. Mm-hmm. Then when you watched Roy Jones and Mike Tyson, who are the best, but when you see their swings... Their punches, every, it's so tight. Even the ones that they come outside are not as far. Jake's are way out here, and they're there. Like, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Of just, you know, if you swung out to, like, your shoulders going is your hook punch. But if you go outside your shoulder, well, that's, you know how much longer that takes to get there? Just seeing them, the, how, like, how, like, a professional fighter versus not a professional fighter. Right. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's, it's wild, dude. And how much even Jake Paul who just trained more than Nate Robinson, they, they weren't, it wasn't even a fair fight. Mm-hmm. They should have called that fight before they called it. Mm-hmm. Nate Robinson got like, almost, he was like knocked out like three times. <laughs> and then and they should have really caught, like, did you watch the thing? Yeah, I just saw the highlights. Yeah, they should have. I mean, he laid there and it was like, yeah, get, this is, needs to end, dude. Mm-hmm. 
It's not good. Jake Paul walked out to we're playing basketball, yeah. and he, when he did that, I was like, all right, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, I love a villain. Mm. He's you know? a villain, dude. He, he seems, is a villain for sure. He seems about one of the more unlikable people I've ever seen. And, and then you're like, well, how unlikable can it be? Well, his brother's Logan Paul. You're like, yikes! <laughs> you're like, that whole family stinks, dude. Like, uh, I mean, they're. Just... I was pulling for him, dude. When he walked out to that song, I was like, you gotta love it. You gotta just love. The pageantry of yes. this. Yeah. Just a villain against the- I, I do love yeah. the him calling people out. I, <laughs> I I love the show. It's someone I text my neighbor Felix, we text he goes, I go, I kinda I didn't mind it. He goes, I definitely was entertained. And I was like, that's a good way to think about it. Yeah. And that's how some stuff needs to be looked at where people go, Why well, I'm not gonna watch this dumb fight. It's about your entertainment. Right. That's all that matters. It's not, yeah, dude, no one's watching this. Is like, I'm trying to be like, I'm learning about boxing. Yeah. I want to be entertained. And so this, it was, the show was entertaining. Yeah. Snoop Dogg is very funny. Mm-hmm. He would like comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was very entertaining. They did a really good job. And the Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight was pretty good. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. Well, we, uh, Let's get to some of these uh, examples of clutch performances. And we got some sports. Of course, there's a million sports ones, but we got some non-sports ones too. This one's kind of sports, kind of not. George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch at the 2001 World Series. To me, for people, you know what's crazy? Is that you almost, I'm like, well, we don't have to say what happened in 2001. But you might. Oh, because some people might not I mean, some people are so young that, you might have to, uh, you know, so 9-11 just happened, 2001. Mm-hmm. I mean, John was born in 97, John Augustine. Yeah. So, like, most people, there's people that listen to this that would, you know, definitely don't, you don't remember it, right? I do remember this. Yeah. I followed baseball pretty closely this year. What? I remember How it was the you? Diamondbacks. I was 10. Yeah, okay. When this happened. But that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would have, 9-11 wouldn't have been, you remember it, but it was not. Yeah, and I was in I was in Alabama, so I I didn't really fully appreciate the. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't understand the national relevance of of this moment, which now is one of my favorite moments. It's maybe one of the best moments ever. And you were talking George Bush, just the pressure of. There's a great thirty for thirty about this. I'd recommend anyone go watch. So the setup of it is, nine eleven happened. You know, I mean, a his speech. That he gave was unbelievable. That he gave down there. Yeah, well, uh, that's like three days after 9-11, he went down to ground zero, and uh, he's spoke, down there with all the workers, yeah. and he's on the bullhorn, mm-hmm. and the guy's yelling, we can't hear you. And then he says, I can hear you. The yeah. world hears you. And pretty soon, the people who did this will hear us all. I mean, what, I mean, what a riff. I'll dude. run through a, what a uh, I mean, yeah. I'd run through a building right now. Like, just this wall, just run through it. Yeah. That kind of st- that that. Those moments are that's that's an unbelievable moment. Yeah, I mean that speech yeah. is a clutch performance. In the fact he doesn't know what he's going to say, dude. No one, I, there's no way the guy they're like, all right, you shout. They this. planted him. Yeah, you don't <laughs> plan. That's again what the the Vandy f- football with the woman this weekend. It it did happen, but it 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 doesn't feel like that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that moment. It doesn't, you know, that's where it feels. It feels the exact opposite of that moment. Yeah, no. Well, I think she's as important to us as George W. Bush. Uh, but no, but like her moment this weekend was, yeah, they did need help. They, it's COVID. We didn't have kickers. 
But it, it feels she gave this speech at halftime. They had a hashtag. I play like girl already set up. It's almost like nowadays, if you do have something that happens kind of naturally, they they put they corporate it so much that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it. Right. And he's just standing on the rubble with a bull bullhorn. Someone yells that I can eat. That's unreal. Mm-hmm. So like just to come up with that stuff. I mean, the whole the whole world's looking at you for an answer. Yeah. This was the most helpless the whole country has ever felt. Is what can we do? Mm-hmm. And they're looking at this guy, and this guy delivers that message. And then that almost—I mean, dude, three hundred million people don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. People, they, people are blown away that this could even happen in America. Yeah. And then him to say that is nuts. Mm-hmm. Is unreal, dude. Unreal. His approval rating at that point was like ninety-nine or nine or something so high. Just in that moment. Yeah. Because you're like, dude, this is, I mean, it's the most unified we've ever been as a country. It was the most amazing thing ever for him to do that. And then he goes to New York and, and they postpone the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And he goes and throws out the first pitch. The pressure on this first pitch, there's not a Super Bowl. There's not a, any sports. There's not a World Series. There's nothing that's as important as this first pitch. There's nothing. Right. He said it was the most nervous he was ever during his entire eight years of president. I mean, there's nothing, dude. I mean, you can't, there ain't a Notre Dame player that knows what that feels like. Right. There's no sports or sports. No one cares. In the grand scheme of things, who cares? It's a game. Uh-huh. This pitch, I mean, that's what's so crazy, dude. This pitch is the biggest, most clutch over Jordan's sick game. All the Jordan shots. It's unbelievable that a pitch that doesn't count is the most important possible sports moment in the history of all of sports. Right. Well, the country wasn't looking to Michael Jordan and going, tell me I'm safe. Tell me and my family that we're going to be okay. Yeah. And And it's in that moment. He had all of this on his shoulders. And if someone doesn't remember it, I mean, I don't know if if they're young, they might think that seems I'm being over. Like, that's kind of crazy to think like. But this at that moment, dude, it happened in New York. It happened. Yeah. Let me give a couple more details for people who might not know. Yeah. So as he said, the playoffs, the baseball season obviously was put on hold when 9-11 happened and then everything got backed up. So now it's the World Series, the Yankees versus the Diamondbacks. His Secret Service security wanted him to do it. In Arizona. Yeah. Because it'd just be safer. Mm-hmm. He wanted to do it in New York because of what happened in 9 11. They finally agreed to it. They're like, you got to wear a bulletproof vest, which makes it a lot harder to throw a baseball. Right. He went down to the uh, bullpen to warm up beforehand, and Derek Jeter came down and said, uh, don't bounce it or you'll get booed, which a lot of people do. And then he said, most, most guys who throw out the first pitch, they don't stand on the mound, they stand much closer. And throw it. He's like, if you throw it through the through the mound, it'll be even better. He went out, stood on the mound, which nobody ever does, and threw a perfect strike. A perfect strike. Play it. Yeah. Wait, the crowd's going nuts. I don't know if I want to play the audio because yeah. MLB is notorious for oh, that. But yeah, boom, perfect strike, perfect strike, right down the middle. Yeah. Pretty special moment. And we'll post. I mean, we'll post this. Yeah, we're posting mm-hmm. it in the uh, on social media. Uh. Yeah, it's like, dude, if he bounces that, I mean, look, in the grand scheme of things, I don't, it's not like the world's going to be different if he bounces right. it. In, yeah. in, the, in the 
nothing's going to be different. And, you know, when you really think about it, nothing can happen. It's, it's a non-baseball guy throwing – he played baseball, I think, or something. Yeah. But it's – yeah, not an athlete. Got a lot of stuff on his mind. Yeah, no fair one's gonna, fair yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got some busy days. Yeah. yeah. And so nothing's – but the idea – the idea that they – that he did that is remarkable. It's remarkable to throw that strike. From back there, the whole world's watching. The whole world. Hmm. This isn't a regular game. I mean, it's the first game back. World Series game. Not even playoffs, right? World Series. It's World Series. World Which Series. Arizona won, actually. Yep, they did in seven. The Yankees, the Yankees couldn't even step up to it. How much better <laughs> would the story be if the Yankees would have won? Yeah. 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 I think How a much? lot of people were rooting for that that year. Right? Oh, yeah. Just what oh, yeah. a story it would have been. And you yeah. don't do it. Uh-huh. And Arizona wins. Yeah. And when they, I mean... And then everybody's like, oh, that's good. I mean, you feel bad for Arizona now because no one cares. I mean, now no one, everybody's moved on. We got a ring. Right. You say you won in 2001. Everybody would be like, no one's going to think about it that right. way. Right. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, dude, I just don't, I don't, I just don't know who's been under that pressure because it's, he's not pitching. He's not, I mean, he obviously can throw a ball, but he's not pitching. But it's, he's at least an athlete enough that, you know. Now, yeah. if, if Sarah uh, Fuller, would have had to kick a like a game a game potentially game winning field goal. Yeah. This past weekend, do you think that there would have been it's not been a lot not obviously yeah. different level than this, but there yeah. would have been a huge lot story. of external pressure. It would have like been a huge. Too. It would yeah. have been enormous if yeah. she had to go out there and to win that game. That would have been unbelievable. Yeah, that would have been really cool. That's the thing that we were never putting her in a situation to drive. <laughs> I mean, she was. I told Nate they'd make a movie about it. He's like, yeah, a one to nine football team. Yeah. <laughs> they make a movie about it. What movie? Oh, you get done watching the movie. You're like, how did that team, you go look up? How did they end up? Uh-huh. Coach got fired immediately right after. <laughs> oh, really? The yeah. next day, the right? Next, I mean, I think that day. I think yeah. that night he got fired and the news came out that day, the next wow. day. So, I mean, yeah, they're not going to, they're, they're not, that'd be, it would be a, the movie needs to be focused on her. <laughs> uh-huh. And maybe you should just make it about the SEC, her, the women's soccer team that actually was really good. I think this, this is my most clutch, you know, obviously, this, this Bush. I, I always think about it. I've watched it. I'll go back and watch it every now and again. Mm-hmm. It's just such a good pitch. I mean, just the amount of pressure that you're under is unreal, dude. Yeah. Unreal. Hmm. Yeah. What's another one? That's- all right, let's do a non-sports one at all. Uh, Miracle on the Hudson, Sully Sullenberger. You were living in New York yeah, when this happened, I was right? living in New York when this happened. Uh, I uh, Did you see it? No, we were, I was at home. I don't remember. Laura was, Laura was probably working in the city then. I don't think she could have seen it. I remember it coming on the news, and I remember then watching the news and it happening. But I was in, and then we watched it, and I called Laura, and Laura was working. So... But Laura couldn't see, I don't think she could see the Hudson River from her building. But him landing that plane, I mean, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like clutch. It's like yeah. these clutch performances, everybody's going to think about sports. It's like, it's just, that's life or death. These are all more important sports. Right. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, people are going to die. And he's got to land this plane. Mm-hmm. And then just seize the river. And his idea of doing that. They said yeah. most pilots wouldn't have thought of it. They would have tried to get back. He wouldn't have made it. He would have killed all those people and people yeah. on the ground. Yeah. And for him to land it in the river uh, and no one to, to die was a true miracle. I think uh, Joe List, very funny comedian. I think he has an album out right now. just came out. Uh, 
he he did uh joe uh met a girl like he was at a bar near there didn't see it but later that night maybe he was at a bar and started talking to a, a server or not a server but a, a girl sitting next to the bar and she's like He's like, oh, what's up? Just starts talking to him. He's, what are you doing? She said, she was on the plane. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. And he's like, oh really? Like why? You know, maybe it wasn't that day. Maybe it was later. Uh-huh. I don't remember. But yeah, he's like met one of the people on it. I I went to a guy spoke at an event and he was on the plane and it's getting from there to safety in the wat- freezing water was the biggest thing because I mean you could die so quickly in that cold of yeah. water. Yeah. Did and anybody die on the plane or did everybody survive? No, everybody survived. Got all their wow. bags back. Pretty amazing. <laughs> Made their connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah on time. Yeah. Too. That's, that's how good he was. That's how, yeah. Uh, that's, that's a truly uh, great so thing. The, the pr- pressure and the adrenaline of those situations yeah. just seem to bring greatness out of people. You know, yeah. I mean, that's where the 10,000 hours. Yep. Yeah. That's there. There's a book about that. And I've read that book. I read some of it, not all of it. Yeah. Uh, but they talk about that with the Beatles. The Beatles played their 10,000 hours was they, they played at like a restaurant or bar fair. It was something. They just were in the back. No one listened to them. No one cared. And they, but that's where they played over and over and over again. That's where they got so good mm-hmm. where that's always interesting to see I, you know i would be curious if any listeners ha, have you seen anybody perform that became huge but you saw them at a nut like when they were nothing oh yeah uh i like i've had people i've talked to that uh uh a guy ed uh that is, is i've met his family and they, I think they saw, who did he say he saw? Maybe Kevin James. Or si- maybe even Seinfeld, but maybe Kevin James. At a club, no one knows him. Mm-hmm. And then he, you know, then he becomes this huge person. I bet most of those guys, they have something where people recognize, oh, this guy's got like an X factor. Yeah, do, I would be interested to see, factor. like, do they think, like, I could tell. But that Malcolm Gladwell book, that's what you're talking about, right? Maybe the, the ten thousand hours. It just talks about the repetition and yeah, you get, put your time in. Yeah, you put your time in. You do it over and over. And that's what I was doing with comedy. That's why New York is. I think the best comics come out of New York. Yeah, we're doing comedy every single night. Your peers that you started with or knew when they before they blew up. Could you predict or tell who was going to reach that next level? Uh, you know, I don't know if you're thinking about it as much when you're in it. Yeah. So you. When you see people that you're like, this is different. Do I see someone? I mean, maybe when I saw Burr, and that's why I kind of followed Burr mm-hmm. around or like kind of watched him closer, is I could tell this guy is 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 something different. Yeah, he's really really good. Yeah, and so, but I don't know how much you're thinking about that. Right. As if you're in it, you're trying to be one of them. So I don't know if you're always like. You can tell you you, you kind of just go to the guys that are good, yeah, and you're trying to learn from those guys. Uh-huh. But I mean, that's why those guys in New York. I mean that that that's why I think anybody that starts in, is in New York. I don't think can no one can just imagining seeing like Kevin Hart very early on, and you're like, oh, this guy. There's like uh, a star factor, yeah, that they had in there. I do think there's there's like, do they have it? Do they have you know they always people talk about it. You have it, whatever it, it is. Do you have it? Do you, you know? Uh, I said that about you. I mean, I didn't know you when I 
first time I saw you perform at Zany's, yeah. and I was blown away first time I saw you because you were just so good. I mean, this was, I don't know, 12 years ago. Yeah. So I don't think you'd done any late nights yet. Yeah. Um, maybe that CMT thing, but you were so funny that you were, the type of material we're doing was just so different than anything I'd seen in Nashville. And, uh, you know, I didn't know who you were. And that's always a great thing. When you see somebody, you've never even heard of this person. You're like, yeah. who is this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am, I mean, I'm one of the greatest, the greatest <laughs> average American that's ever lived. <laughs> so obviously you would feel that. With me. No. Uh, yeah. Well, when I went to Burr's and Patrice's thing was that yeah. I could feel the audience just be like, what is, who was that? Yeah. Like just be uh-huh. when Burr performed and they, they go, is HBO one night stand? You can go watch that. And he's doing a half hour and, and you could feel the audience just go like, what, what was that? Who's that guy? Like, I mean, they just took them, you know, they're having to talk to everybody. But like that was something, right? Like you're, you're a part of a moment, you know, that almost be like, what anybody, has anybody been a part of a moment? Has any listener, have you ever been a part of something big? Like, you know, if you're on that plane or if you were on, where you had a game and you're like, I saw this. I was at the BC City Miracle. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of the biggest plays in NFL history. Yeah. Yeah. You were at that game? Yeah. I feel like that. That's <laughs> where a... I was telling him to get out of bounds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he yelled at, yeah. I was like, get out of bounds. Get out of bounds. <laughs> uh, the, I, my uh, brother-in-law, Joey, he left. A lot of people left. Mm-hmm. And he was, he, was, he was on the bridge walking back and just heard the roar. All the people that missed it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like you know that's going to be big, don't you think? Because it's, it's big because won, we won a playoff game and we moved, we went on. Oh, I mean, I knew as soon as it happened, it was going to be big. Yeah. You're talking about something you didn't know at the time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you, yeah, could there be something that, you know. You know, Laura, did Laura text you about the Nine Inch Nail thing? Like, so Nine Inch Nails, when they performed, I think it might have been Woodstock where they had all the mud on them. You know that? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. I think they, they it was pouring down rain. Oh, that was Woodstock '94 with all the mud. I think. Yeah. Wow. Type in Nine Inch Nails, but they so like that's a like iconic. We went to the didn't they have the guitar in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something? There they mm-hmm. had they had their, their outfit that they were wearing, and so like they performed and they it was so muddy, and it, they just got so you know like they could have not performed. It was like too muddy. It was like raining. It was mm-hmm. that looks so, like he was trying so many things. I don't think they were though. I don't think there. It was like it was a big problem at Woodstock '94. Uh, the, the mud, mud, yeah, right. Where it was like ruining performances. Yeah. How were you getting all over your head though? And they, well, I think it he was, then slid. He probably, I think they got they pushed each other in the mud before they went. You know, okay. it was just like, you know what? The, we're gonna just accept that this is happening. Yeah, and then go with it. And then so then they performed because I was trying to talk to her about like any those performances that are not sports related. Here's a good one. Kind of along those lines. Uh, Scott Halpin in 1973, the who was doing a concert in uh, Cal palace in San Francisco. Their drummer, Keith moon uh, passed out on stage from some serious drug overdose. They took him off stage, revived him, brought him back out. He kept playing. (laughs) Then he passed out again. They drug him off again. This time they realized he wasn't coming out. So Pete Townsend asked the crowd, can anybody play the drums? <laughs> he repeated the question, asking forcefully, I mean, somebody good. At this time, this 19-year-old kid, Scott Halpin, who was up front, his buddy said he can play. They brought him up on stage, and he finished out the Who concert playing That's the drums. awesome. And yeah. he, he did good. 
I, I think guess he did so. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Keith Moon is like one of the best, best ever. Yeah. Yeah. But just, just a that's man, crazy. Right place, right time. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's a huge. That's a that is a clutch performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting to be, you know, because I would imagine a lot of clutch performance, you don't know you're getting in them. Yeah. It's not like you know they're happening. Mm-hmm. And then that guy just got pulled up. That's wild, dude. I was at like the movie, uh, the Wahlberg movie, where he's a rock singer with Jennifer Aniston. The rock, not the rock. Oh, I never saw that. I know what you're talking it's about. It's great, dude. And uh, his he gets on a. They pull him out of the crowd. Really? And he was singing in a cover band. That's like Journey. I mean, Journey's the guy. The guy that sings for Journey now. Uh, he was. He's in a. He was in a cover band in like mm-hmm. Thailand. Yeah, and he was Asian. And then. Uh, and now sings for Journey mm-hmm. and kills it. Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Jennifer, I love. I'd that. never heard of that movie. Oh, I love it. It's yeah. a great movie. It's one I will watch if it's on. I feel like someone's going to be like that movie stinks. I, like, <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I heard it stunk. And I mean, I it's one of my favorite <laughs> it's movies. A good cast. I mean, Mark Wahlberg, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. He read the book. Yeah, <laughs> read the, I read the, book. the novelization of Rockstar. Yeah. It's weirdly about Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Nate wrote it. In the, <laughs> I think the book it. would be this would be based on a true story. The movie's based on the book, which is about Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, <laughs> take what if they did a movie together? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Muhammad Gassama. Samoan, I don't know. If that's would he turn around? <laughs> I don't even know if he turned around. <laughs> yeah, he keep walking. You think he probably would. Uh, he's from Mali, but he was uh, living in France in 2018. He climbed four stories in 30 seconds to save a four-year-old boy who was hanging from a balcony. Did I send you this video? Is it the former high school player? Nope, no, no, not this that. Is the, this is the other one you sent me. Yeah, I did. But. Well, the, uh, anyway, it's pretty crazy. This guy's just scaling. Uh, there it is right me. there. Uh, scaling. So a four-year-old boy's hanging. Yeah, look at that kid hanging there. Yeah. And then this guy just leaps into action and just quickly i mean that's unbelievable yeah he's not and he just climbs up if you're if you're just listening i mean it's four stories and he's jumping from balcony to balcony uh and there's someone at the top yeah that guy can't quite reach him because there's a partition separating the two balconies yeah, oh. yeah. that guy gets up there as everyone watches just like prince of persia man yeah what is that it's an old video game where they wow oh. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. He just le- leaped to action. He's yeah, he's not. Where was this at? This was in France. France. Yeah, and then they got him. What's crazy is there's a family next to him that you're like, yeah, why don't you get him? <laughs> what if they would have grabbed him right before he did it? <laughs> that would be a, that. Like how much the moment would have been ruined you're if right. like because the baby's trying to come over. I mean, four years old, dude. Yeah. I just think about your Harper's eight. Yeah, I mean when she was four, could she hang? The grip strength on that kid. The kid's got a clutch moment. Amazing. That's two clutch <laughs> moments. Clutch. You know how clutch that is for a four-year-old? And the kid gets no credit for that either, man, but we're going to give him some. The kid. Hang it on for that yeah. long. And go ahead and show that other one, Aaron, because they're yeah. similar as far as just people uh, coming to the rescue. This yeah. guy's a former football player. This happened just a few months ago. And they're like. There's a fire at the top. And they're like, throw your baby down. Yeah. He runs in and catches the, the kid. and be honest it doesn't look like he caught the kid yeah. from the video but clearly he did they said he well did. i think they were trying to throw it to another guy yeah he kind of intercepted that guy yeah they were th- trying to throw the i don't know where the baby came from the mother threw it out the window right yeah 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 which is which is uh oh bless her There's and then few- uh yeah it's they're 
Yeah, that 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 could have been orch- orchestrated better. <laughs> they <laughs> there's there's another kid. There's another guy standing there that's like throwing the baby that clearly doesn't look like he's prepared to catch this baby. <laughs> and then she just, I mean, in that heat of the moment, that guy has to run in and he barely gets the baby. The literal heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. like they there wasn't like. Give me a second. Throw the baby one second. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like, throw the baby. They just, she, you know, threw the baby. So that guy, the fact that he came in is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. There's a few cases, and I have other ones here. There's a subway rescue guy in New York, saved a guy who had a seizure, fell in the subway. Yeah. He got underneath him. He was on Letterman. Uh, James Shaw's the local guy, Waffle House. Yeah. 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 Saved yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people died, but he saved a lot of lives. So then I was reading about this thing called, the bystander effect. Have you guys heard about, no. about this? It's pretty interesting. It's, it's how people will be less likely to rise to the occasion if there's a group of people around because no one will take charge. Yeah. And they did this study, and um, the one, they put a bunch of students or people in a room to take questionnaire, to fill out a questionnaire, and they planted a bunch of seeds, people who knew what was going on, and then they piped smoke into the room. And the people who knew what was going on just remained calm. And if a person was in a room by themselves and they saw smoke, 75% got up and ran for help. But if there were other people in the room and they looked around and everyone was calm, only 10% left the room to go get help. Mm. And they have a bunch of situations like that um, where people just won't help out if they, because they're either not sure if it's a real emergency or not, like, mm-hmm. um, or they don't, don't want to get, res- they don't want to take the responsibility of doing it. and. Um, Someone said they were having a seizure, and if they were the only person who heard it, um, 85%, 85% sought help. But if other people they knew heard it, only 31% would jump, jump in and help. Interesting. I, would, I wouldn't uh, want to be the guy freaking out, and it's actually not that big of a deal. That's yeah. embarrassing. That's what everyone's afraid of. You know? That's what everybody's afraid of, it being like, man, you really went crazy. Everybody's afraid of one other guy going up going, dude, you look like a maniac at <laughs> yeah, the time. Like and a- you go... Yeah, relax, I thought it was dude. happening. You're like, you think you're going to be the one that gets to see this crazy moment? Because uh-huh. you don't think you're ever going to be. That's when they always go back to think about. I mean, they talk about like school shooters. Yeah. And so they always go to, you know, how does the family not see this coming? Because you can't imagine your kid is the one right. that would do this horrible thing. So there's, even if there's signs, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, they interviewed his dad. I think him and his dad. I think it was like a fun interview. <laughs> like for, it was, but he was a good dude. Yeah, <laughs> you're like. I mean, take obviously. Let's not talk about the obvious, right? Wonderful Made some guy. mistakes. Wonderful guy. Honestly, yeah. Uh, they uh, they talked to the dad, and he was like, "Did he do anything?" They're like, "I mean, he used to kill cats and stuff." And the dad's like, I don't know, it's the '60s. I don't know. Kids were killing cats. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. It's just like a rough dad that it, it wasn't. It wasn't like he lived in this nice neighborhood and he was doing, and he's the only kid killing cats. I think he was in a rougher neighborhood and then it was like kids were being crazy. And they, so there's, when you go back and look and point this stuff out, you're like, yeah, dude, that's straight up what happened. But people get mad at these parents and you're like, why would they, why would they ever imagine? No one could ever imagine it. You could never imagine it. Uh Flip side of that, the BTK killer in Kansas City, I think, Mm -hmm. they found out, uh, He'd been killing people for decades, and they there's this big interview with his daughter, and they're like, "Were there any signs that your dad was this, 
you know, great dad by yeah. day and then by night this sociopath. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I mean, he got mad at dinner a few times, but that's, you know, parents get mad. Right. You know, what am I supposed to? You're yeah. not thinking, oh, my dad might be a, a serial killer. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. What was the flip side of that? You were talking about it from the parents' perspective, oh. the kid. Like oh, okay. The kid to the parents. Yeah. Well, yeah. like, I what... thought flip side you were going to say, I thought flip side would have been that the kid did goes, yeah, he used to kill, he killed my mom. That's true. That would have been the flip <laughs> side. Is that not the flip side? I didn't frame it right. But yeah, you're right. That would have been the <laughs> so flip side. So you just said another example. Of another that. example of something similar. Yeah. <laughs> would have been yeah. the flip side of that. Here's the same right. thing flip that you said. Flip side sounds better, though. Flip side of that, Aaron, mm-hmm. same thing. Kid, <laughs> I've got a much lower stakes example of oh, coming let's, through in the clutch. Let's see it. You ever play the original Street Fighter game? This is one of my favorite yeah. YouTube videos. This is a yeah. uh, championship match at a Street Fighter tournament. Yeah, and there's uh, a guy just getting destroyed to the point where he has no health, and he's one hit away from being killed. Yeah, and this is what happens. It's at a big conference. Lots of people are cheering. Blocks a move place goes nuts and then turns around and kills the other person oh my god it's just uh an unbelievable performance yeah i can win from this guy wow the guy was just getting destroyed the whole match and then at the last second that's fun yeah that's a that's a fun Mm -hmm. yeah yeah those moments are fun where the the video yeah these kids i mean now that's a real people it's a sport Right, that's before Twitch. So you had to go, you had to go to these conferences yeah. and watch people play live. You know? Yeah, what's some uh, uh, here's sport a, ones? Or you have? Well, let me give another one more fun one. Uh, that's kind of sports, kind of like George W. Bush, Whitney Houston's singing of the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's uh, the greatest performance of it. People say ever. She did it, Aaron. You're gonna have to tell me here. I don't new music. Mm-hmm. The Star Spangled Banner is written in three fourths time, mm-hmm. and she did it in. Four four time. Four four. What time. does that mean? That means there's four beats to every measure. So a four four time is how. That's how you. Most pop songs and songs are going to be written that way. Yeah. One two three four. One two three four. One. So that's four four. Four beats for every okay. measure. Three four would be one two three. One two three. One two three. That'd be a three four. So it's harder to do in the four. No, it's just it's just a little bit different arrangement of, of this traditional song, song. Right. this is 10 days after the gulf war started yeah the goodyear blimp had been taken down there was jets flying all over the super bowl some people thought they shouldn't even play the super bowl and then she went out there she thought it was gonna be warmer so she brought a dress it was cold so she had to wear a track suit and nikes mm-hmm. and went out there and just nailed it it's like the situation made it like her wearing yeah. that is better than yeah a dress mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Yeah, the best the best rendition of the national anthem in my opinion. Ever. Oh, also, yeah. yeah, just the context of America being at war mm-hmm. and the old clip, they shots of the crowd and everybody's got American flags. Yeah. It was like a, the context yeah. is mm-hmm. awesome too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that yeah, that is an unbelievable. Yeah. 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 It's great. Clutch. Uh you some... know, I, oh, so... hold on. Hold on before we go. There was something I was to say. Uh all right, go ahead. God, what was it? Is <laughs> What are you talking about? Three, four, and three, four, four, you four, four times. Uh, I don't know, man. It was, uh, oh, it made me think of the four-minute mile. And someone said on, which hopefully it wasn't just podcast we talked about it, <laughs> but someone breaking the four-minute mile, like, it's impossible to do. And then at once someone broke the four-minute mile, the next week someone broke yep. right. 
Yeah. Like that's, it's almost like you just a need mental, to, it's a mental thing. It goes, Oh, it can be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. 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 That you just know to, it's like, Oh, and then it just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. You know, when does it stop? Minute mile. <laughs> Minute mile is pretty quick, man. Sure. You sure about that? I mean, yeah. That's what they said about the four minute, Aaron. That's true. They did say that about the four minute, but there, when I mean, Nate does it, there obviously is a point to where we can no longer get any faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, well, with that kind of attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're right, dude. Yeah. What's some good sports ones? Uh, Christian Leitner, the shot against Kentucky yeah. NCAA tournament. Many people think it's the greatest game ever. He uh, wasn't the championship game. Now, it wasn't the championship game, but uh, sent him to the final four. He was 10 for 10 from the field and 10 for 10 from the free throw line. That, he never missed a shot the whole game. He scored the last eight points in overtime wow. to win that game. So that's a good example of just taking over. Yeah. Do you remember that Dominance. game? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What uh, year was it? Uh, 92. Yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it. Yeah. Not like greatly, but. Um. Kerry Strug at the U.S. Olympics, 96 Olympics, gymnast. And uh, do you remember this? She injured herself. Yeah. And then she, but she had to make one more land and to, for the U.S. Uh, gymnastics team to get the gold. And she landed and then immediately like, hit the ground as soon as she did it. And they had to like, carry her off. Wow. Collapsed. I've seen that clip. Yeah. yeah, she can't like land on her feet. The opposite of that is uh, the flip side of that <laughs> is uh, what's his favorite? The Celtics, which is uh, Gordon Hayward? No, Paul Pierce when he got carried out. Oh. Yeah. There's a big debate about that. And then he came back in. He played in a playoff game and they had to carry him to the back because he got hurt. Uh-huh. And then he runs back in and plays and dominates. And But there's a big debate that no one thinks he was this, he was hurt. Yeah, that's like the bloody sock game too. Yeah. Flip side of flip side of the <laughs> Celtic thing. By the way, these are no flip sides. By the way, it's just the same scenario. Uh, I don't know what a flip side would be. <laughs> flip side would be the argument. Flip side of that would be I think everybody else is lying. And Paul Paris is telling the truth. Right. Wouldn't that be the flip side? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm lost. Yeah, keep going. No, someone, yeah. Mister Smart, is the Mister the secret genius over here. Apparently didn't learn about flip sides. <laughs> Here's the flip side is I'm correct and you're wrong. That would be the flip side <laughs> yeah, that's of the this. Flip side for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, but the bloody sock where uh, what's his face pitching? Yeah, Kurt uh, Schilling. Kurt Schilling and his and the son, people don't believe that sock. They think he did it. They uh, well, obviously when you got something like this, there's gonna be a lot of conspiracies about it. But they they don't think it was his foot was as bad. But I mean the blood the blood was coming through the sock. They're just showing it on TV. You're like, he's bleeding. I remember watching that. I mean, I think the Sox in the Smithsonian or something. Yeah, right? I think it is. Yeah. It's, uh, or the Baseball Hall of Fame yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the crazy, the crazy performance. Yeah. Them, to come back and win that year, was they were down 3-0. Is that the same year? I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Should be. Should have been. ESPN removed it from their 30 for 30. Why? The bloody, when they fired Kurt Schilling. ESPN. Oh. They took the whole Bloody Sock storyline out of the 30 for 30 about the Red Sox. Really? Retroactively went in and removed That's the, the Bloody Sox storyline. Which is a huge part of that whole That's the only the part of it. Yeah. Well, it was about the Red Sox breaking the curse and everything else. The, 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 the Bloody Sock is, is important as breaking yeah. the curse. Yeah, I'd say it's a major yeah. part of it. We yeah. just watched uh, the movie Fever Pitch. Yeah. It's a great movie. for. It's a good romantic comedy to watch with your wife. And if you're a sports fan, you get it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Jimmy yeah. Fallon? Yep. When they break the curse? 
It's a fun movie. Yeah. Never yeah. seen it. I know I have to. But. It's a clutch comment right there. Mm. It's coming in. Yeah. Uh, John Elway's 98-yard drive in the AFC Championship oh, game. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? No, I'm saying I remember that. Yeah, you remember that. I remember watching in 1987 clips of it. No, I, do I, they say what the most clutch performance ever? It's called the drive, right? Yep, mm. it is the drive. Uh, I saw some rankings. Some people put Kurt Gibson's home run in the World Series. Yep, I remember that was one that of the first sporting events I remember watching. Yeah, because I just remember him doing his, you know, yeah, the fist pump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Tiger's got to have. Yeah, that. That shot on 15 yeah. in the Masters. That's my favorite shot in golf at the Masters. We chips it up and it rolls and then the Nike symbol. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like these, like, it's like, I guess it's iconic moments. Now with golf, he, uh, I can't remember what was, was he, he needed to make that chip, but uh, it's like, that's one, the whole day is clutch. That one shot didn't mm-hmm. come through. But that's why I think golf is so crazy. The clutchness that you have to have is a long day. Yeah. yeah. You got to sit there. I mean, if you'd watched a perfect scenario was last year when Tiger won in 2019. So when he won that, everybody before him hit the ball in the water. On thirteen, everybody before that, they it's the it's a hard hole to read. It's either eight or nine iron for these guys, and the way the wind kind of swirls, it can feel one way, but then become another way. Yeah, and so, I mean, this is the whole Tiger got a ten on this year. Yeah, it's because he went in the water. Augustine went in the water. A lot of guys go in the water. Yeah, so he goes in the water. He does all this stuff, and so for that day, Tiger's not leading in, in last year or twenty nineteen for the Masters. It's his big comeback story. He's not leading. He's in the, uh, these other guys all have the lead. They all go in the water. This one group, I mean, I think every one of them went in the water. Three of them, all in the water. And, the, and Tiger sees that. Because on, on 12, the whole before, you can see them teeing off. And he sees them all go in the water. And he said, he goes, if, he goes, if Kepka, Brooks Kepka was one that went in the water. And he goes, I knew he probably hit a nine iron, and he didn't get it there. So it's going to be an eight. And then what Tiger knew was to go left of the sand trap and don't even try to go at that flag. They were going at this flag. And he did that and then won the Masters. And so it's like the clutchness of, you know, I guess it's like clutching is relying on it. Are comedians? What would you say about, like, Freddie Prinze, who went on The Tonight Show, first time ever, 1974. Nine months later, he had his own hit sitcom because of that performance. Uh, I mean, the performance has got to go good. Yeah. So, you know, as a comedian, think when all the shows that you do, I mean, technically, they, when you go do late night, they all have to go good. Yeah. Uh, it's got to go that good to, you just got to be that different and unique. I don't, you know, I mean, I, that's what I, I do wonder if, uh, like, do comics have, do we have a, is there something in us? Because there's got to be some yeah. kind of something, you know, it's either, what has to happen, like we said, is you're, you have to not think about what's happening, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes, like, that guy climbing up that building is, if you ask that guy to climb up that building, I mean, he, he probably could. He obviously could. But if you asked him to climb it with no circumstances, he would probably be super nervous to do it. But he's not even thinking. He's just mm-hmm. thinking, I got to get to that kit. Mm-hmm. And so 
I think it's like you got to have those moments where, you know, I feel in comedy you could have. I think well, when you were getting ready for your special, I remember you were uh, couldn't figure out how you wanted to word this one particular joke, and I remember you just thinking, I think you said, "I'll figure it out in the moment." The yeah. pressure of taping a special and everything else, it'll bring out what I want to say. Yeah. So it, th- yeah, that's, it a, that's not, an element of sadly, it. Sadly, <laughs> oh, really? backfired. Uh, we cut the joke. No, no. I, <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I oh, think, wow, I, think I, I got it figured out. My favorite um, example of a comedian is uh, Dane Cook improv half of his Madison Square Garden special. Have you ever heard him talk about that? Uh, no. Where he hadn't done comedy three months leading up to it, and he had Madison Square Garden booked. He was taping a movie. And then they're like, you're going to do the show? And he's like, yeah, I can't cancel. So he just walked out, taped a special. He said 50% of it is just riffing because he had, he had no material. Yeah. And hmm. just hearing about that makes me yeah. nauseous. I don't know how much I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, like, I, I would think. Well, he did crowd work, right? He did uh, uh, some, but you're at Madison Square Garden yeah. in the round. You can't well, you're do a putting, ton of crowd work. I, I could see like uh, there's stuff that happens. This new special, we have stuff happen, and that that is probably going to be in there. Uh, but I could see with him. I he, I went back and watched it, and if you watch it thinking, "Oh, he's super trying to stretch," yeah, then you you can pick up on because twenty one thousand people. I yeah. got to do an hour. I only I only have to do the special. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. done comedy in a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Why did he not do comedy for three months? He was taping a movie, he said, and then he just... My moment would have been with this special when the, after this first night we taped it because it was outside, I did 44 minutes. The second show, I have to do an hour. And the first show was 44. Because usually when you get done taping that first show, you go, we got it. Tennessee Kid was like, we got it, relax. Mm-hmm. Go have fun. Maybe that's when you can add lips and stuff because you're like, we got it. Mm-hmm. And this one was, we don't. And we don't have it. I mean, this is the first thing I ever did where they... They go, we don't, you're unbelievably short. You know, I mean, it's got to be at least 57 to 60 minutes. And we're 13 minutes short, which is a lot. It's a fourth (laughs) of the show. Yeah. (laughs) Even the Tennessee kid, I've told you before, I mean, there's so much pressure on you. You've got so much friends and family backstage. And everyone's asking for stuff and just, I mean, I didn't mean that in a... Maybe, there's just a yeah. lot of things people are pulling they did on pretty you. good well the good that laura does very good about yeah kind of keeping but no one bothers me but it because you it's not that anybody's asking for stuff it's that you want to go talk to everybody right and so you're kind of going over there and then you got to go back and you're you know you always feel bad if you're like i gotta walk away but you just now like my family goes they know and you're like i'm gonna just walk away and laura is really good to be if I walked away, no one would ever think it's rude. I mean, she she would be like, "No, he's got it's you know." There's stuff like that that I do think I sometimes you can have too much going on because you won't take it, your show as serious because you think well, I've done comedy mm-hmm. uh, thousands of times, so I can go up and talk and do these shows, and so I won't take it as serious. And I've actually thought about that recently, and I'm going to try to uh, starting this year to get a better routine. So when I'm doing these theaters to mentally be more into what's happening, like to have my, you know, have a time where I, I, my phone goes away, everything goes away. There's no contact to me because I want to be more in what the show that I'm doing. And I've like, and so which is, will be the, this next tour. 
is is my plan is to do something that builds some kind of routine up because I I can get too loose and you don't and you're like I was talking to people I'm on the phone I got to go on stage there's I used to play I mean I had videos I I'd be playing a video game and just mm-hmm. walk on stage because mm-hmm. there's something about it you're like that's fun to do and it's like I can do that mm-hmm. I always think it's fun to be sitting I'm alone playing a video game and now I'm in front of two thousand people mm-hmm. and like that and that's in within a matter of eight seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I do I always like that idea of doing that, but I think it hurts because I don't think you're, you know, because as comics you feel stupid. That same thing that we talked about, you feel someone's like, why'd you act so crazy, man? Comics had that too. If you're like, I'm gonna take this serious comic, you just picture. Mm-hmm. I picture Bobby Kelly, all these New York comics being, you're a dumb comic. Yeah, you tell your dumb jokes. Get up there and go tell your stupid jokes. You'd be funny. But you got to be acting, oh, you got to go prepare like you're mm-hmm. doing Shakespeare up there. Mm-hmm. Like you have that going on in your head. So you end up never doing but that. That attitude's stuff. important too, to have a little that bit of that. That attitude's important. Right? You got to have a little bit of that. Yeah. You can't be taking yourself as serious. Right. That's why no comics really call themselves artists. But I mean, it, it is an art, what we're doing. Making people laugh is technically the hardest thing to do. To mm-hmm. move someone's not that hard. Yeah. I can tell you a sad story, I can make you cry. <laughs> But to make someone laugh, it's hard to make someone laugh. Yeah. They don't just voluntarily laugh. You got to really, it's a bunch of strangers. Right. Yeah. So it's like, you do have to figure something out, you know? But I think when you're, yeah, when you're in it, it's just different. All right. Is that, is there? We'll do one more. Just yeah. to end it on a fun one. Um, Dave Johnson. I thought they've all been fun, but all right. <laughs> well, he goes, oh, get him a downer. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they've been inspirational, I guess. But some of the hero just and get a big inspiration speech about how everybody should get it together. No, I mean, I've won another one. I'm just saying it's very funny. Like, all right, you want to do? Let's do one. Right, that's, let's uh, let's not do something a good, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave Johnson sinking a putt at the 2016 Ryder Cup. Oh, this is fun. So during the Thursday practice round, he was heckling uh, Roy Michael Roy. All right, so you got it. Dave Johnson's not a golfer he's yeah. a guy in the audience i was about to yeah oh. tell that well the way you set it up is like dave johnson sinking and put the Ryder cup i was thinking oh this is a golfer dave johnson's a perfect golf name yeah dave johnson yeah, sounds like a guy that you'd be like yeah i remember that guy he, it is. Well, but, he's got one major you're like hey he won uh <laughs> pga championship one year when they got because people went to war uh <laughs> so people didn't you're like yeah yeah he's been dining off that check for a while you know what i mean <laughs> Um, well, he, no, he's a fan from North Dakota. He was at the practice round. He was heckling Roy McIlroy and Andy Sullivan that he could hold a tricky putt that had baffled them. Henrik Stenson so wanted to see this guy try it that he invited him to come underneath the ropes. And then Justin Rose placed a hundred dollar bill next to the ball for this 12 foot shot. It's a 12 foot putt, probably downhill he's wearing slider, jeans. wearing jeans. Looks like he has... Borderline Crocs on. Yep, yep. Huge crowd watching. Huge. I mean, Huge I mean, stakes. it's yeah, maybe ten thousand people. I don't know. 10, he's lining up the shot. A lot of people lines up the putt. Everybody gets quiet. Twelve feet. I mean, he's got the full pressure of everybody on it. Oh yeah. Swings for the putt. Nails Drills it. it. <laughs> Drills That's the Tiger Woods it. Yeah. fist pump. Yeah. Mm. That's got to feel awesome. That's got to feel awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's 10,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Rory in front of everybody. Yeah. If you miss it, the moment is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah. do that ever again because really of cool. COVID. 
<laughs> those moments are gone. Right. Will we ever have an exciting? What will be the first big moment back from COVID, where fans are there? Oh. I bet it's golf. I bet it's golf related. You think? Outside, I think you would get fans. I think in, it's going to be a UFC fight that has a crowd. It's going to be awesome, Connor. I don't think they're going to let them back in Vegas. Like they're well, just it might not be indoors. that particular fight, but but uh, any of them, they're in like a full crowd, like a full crowd. What sport is going to be? I think it's golf. Well, it's going to come around summertime, probably. So what's going golf. on in the summer? Baseball, be, the will majors, be going on. yeah, uh, but you're not. But it's not going to be a big moment. You have majors going on in golf. Okay, so like that would yeah. be going on. Maybe the NBA Finals. Yeah, NBA Finals. NBA if that could finals, be happening. Yeah. I bet it's golf. I bet golf is the first. We hear the crowd. Something yeah. Tiger. Yeah. And you're like, Get we're back, hole. baby. Yeah, cool. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. As always, we love you. Thank you for listening uh, very much. Uh, go check out the Vandy Coach shirts. Clark Lee, Notre Dame. That's my, that's my call. I hope not. But he'd be I a good so. hire for you guys. Uh, and we'll take you, we'll take Mason as our defensive the, coordinator. Yeah, there do you a little go. trade. Yeah, do a little trade. On the flip side of that, there's <laughs> a basketball coach shirt. Uh, <laughs> same thing. All right, thank you guys. Uh, we are uh, the next one. We're recording early that you will hear because I'm going to be in uh, California doing some outdoor some one night only tour. Go check that out. I have two shows left: San Diego, Anaheim. It's coming up. It's coming up because this comes out this week. Uh, is this week actually? Yeah. I leave Friday, so this Saturday and Sunday, I will be in uh, San Diego, Anaheim. Come see it, California. You're about to be shut down for the rest of your life. <laughs> so come outside, sit in your car, watch yeah. a show, and uh, and then the next one will be pre-recorded. So uh, all right, we love you as always. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetti, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.